sorry for the laid back approach this morning. Uh, so for those morning. of you who might not know me, I'm Caroline and I'm part of the Oasis team, but I'm also uh, a member of the church team. And this is Naomi, who's also a part of the church team. And I think uh, you've spoken here before, haven't you? I so have. you're a familiar face. So this week we are talking about integrity. What is integrity, Caroline? Well, that's a good question. So last week, um, we had uh, my 10-year-old, Josiah, um, on the way to school. We ha- I think the night before, we had watched a bit of the, um, the leadership debate for the Conservative Party when there were five men left, all sitting you know, in a studio having a discussion. And Joe had asked me about it and asked me um, who I thought would win. And I think I said at the time, well, I think probably Boris will win, but I don't know if that's a good idea. And he said, why not, Mum? And I said, well, because I don't think he has much integrity. And that could be very judgmental, and I apologise if that is, but that's what I was thinking at the time. And he said to me, Mum, what is integrity? Now, I know what integrity is, but do you think I could put it into words for a 10-year-old? No. So actually, this talks as much for for me as it is for him. (laughs) And um, hopefully I might be able to answer his question by the end of it. So bear with us. Many people struggle with integrity. Lying is considered acceptable, resulting in a breakdown of trust in society. And uh, I think we're we're watching that play out at the moment, aren't we? So um, why is integrity so important? The Bible comes up with several different passages about why it is so important. And I'm going to read the first one out of the message version from Exodus chapter 18, verses 16 to 18. Moses said to his father-in-law, because the people come to me with questions about God, when something comes up, they come to me. I judge between a man and his neighbor and teach them God's laws and instructions. Moses' father-in-law said, There is no way to go about it. This is no way to go about it. You'll burn out and the people right along with you. This is way too much for you. You can't do this alone. Now listen to me. Let me tell you how to do this so that God will be in this with you. Be there for the people before God, but let the matters of concern be presented to God. Your job is to teach them the rules and instructions, to show them how to live what to do. And then you need to keep a sharp eye out for competent men, men who fear God, men of integrity, men who are incorruptible. So that passage is uh, when uh, Moses meets his father-in-law Jethro and they're trying to um, uh, gather more people to help Moses because he's drowning in the amount of stuff he's got to do. And basically Jethro is saying you've got to find people who have integrity, who um, you can train to do the right thing and to teach them so they can teach on beyond. So it's really important to have integrity for strong personal relationships. The next verse (coughs) is Proverbs 11, verse 3. The integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. So this uh, is for long-term success. It's not necessarily monetary success. It's kind of success in life. It's, it's um, gaining that uh, if we have integrity and we do the right thing, hopefully we'll go far in life because people will respect us. They'll know that who we are is who, who we are and what we do is exactly how we come across and what things that we say and do 
and ever hopeful that the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. <laughs> the less of them, the better. So then we move on to Proverbs chapter 20, verse 28. Love and truth form a good leader. Sound leadership is founded on loving integrity. So this is, I mean, this is the thing that's highlighted at the moment, isn't it? Our leadership really needs to have uh, integrity. And we see it in all pockets of the world. I mean, look at, you know, America, we look at our own country. And uh, the desire to have uh, strong leaders with integrity is uh, very strong. And um, even, you know, right down here, as leaders here, we need to have integrity. We need to lead the way. And, you know, it's easier said than done. Okay, and 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 17. I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. All these things I have given willingly and with honest intent. And now I have seen with joy how willingly your people who are here have given to you. So us having integrity is key to pleasing God and uh, acting as he wishes us to act. So, um, yeah, I think there's four areas there that are up there. So strong personal relationships, long-term success, good leadership, and pleasing God uh, are all things that need integrity to go well. So we are encouraged to live a consistent life without compartments, to have integrity throughout our whole lives. So it's all fine and dandy to come to church on a Sunday, and appear to be this amazing Christian. But if you then go to work or school, the school gate on a Monday and you're gossiping or slagging people off or just really not following what you've learned on Sunday, then that isn't really being an effective Christian. So um, we, um, one of the things that you can talk about is avoiding the Titanic mistake, which is that... When the Titanic hit the iceberg, they imagined that there was a massive gash in the side of the, the ship, and it, and it sank. We all know it sank. But when they went down re fairly recently and found the wreck, they discovered that there wasn't actually a gash across the, the side of the, um, the ship. The, the ship had been built especially with different compartments which the idea was that if there was, um, if it did get a gash in one compartment, that only would fill with water and the rest would remain full of air and all would be fine. But what actually happened, they discovered, was that bashing into the iceberg dislodged something within the whole structure of the ship. So it all moved and the, there were little gaps produced within all the compartments. So once the water got in, the water went everywhere. So it's just remembering that you need to be a Christian throughout your whole life and not just when you want to be. I think another good way of um, remembering is uh, imagine that we were being uh, scrutinized everything we do and... Um, would we be happy? What if we were, if we were doing something? Would we be happy to read about it on the front page of the newspaper? So that's what they mean by the front page test. So if we're getting involved in something, and you think actually, if I was being watched and someone was reporting on this, would I be okay with it if my mum was reading it or you know uh, 
probably for a teenager that might work better. But uh, yeah, would you be happy if it was plastered all over the newspapers? Would you be able to stand up and say, actually, I acted well and with integrity? Yeah, I think one of the things that always springs to my mind is like when you're in a shop and you're getting bad service or in a restaurant, it's very easy to start being awkward and um, and complaining and just being difficult and uh, and it's just remembering, you know, who you are and that Jesus is with you and you need to be shining a light in that situation and um, and dealing with it differently. So. Um I've just realised that we haven't really talked about the passage that we're taking this morning's talk from. So, (laughs) (laughs) forgive us. So, this is a follow-on from um, the series that we've been doing on Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount. So, it's Matthew chapter 5, verses um, 33. Oh, I've just dropped it again. Dropped your notes. Not going well, is it? (laughs) You're a very forgiving group of women. Anyway, so I'm just going to read this bit as it's in front of me, which are the verses that we're looking at. So again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but keep the oaths you have made to the Lord. But I tell you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. Simply let your yes be yes and your no, no. Anything else beyond this comes from the evil one. So, I think we're swapping back. She's got my notes, I've got hers. (laughs) There we go. There we go. So, the second part of our talk actually is um, speaking the truth. So, the integrity of our words... So speak the truth without deception. So in Matthew 5, 37, it says, Simply let your yes be yes and your no, no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Um, Mark Twain said, If you always tell the truth, you don't have to remember what you said. And uh, Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the truth. So as followers of Jesus, we should all uh, be those that speak the truth. Um, I think as Christians, um, so in the book, Nicky talks about his father, and his father apparently um, was somebody who used to go around saying, I expect to be believed. And I think there's something in that. It seems like a simple sentence, but actually when we speak, we should expect to be believed as speaking of truth and and, and not have people kind of question us. We should... um, be that sounding character that people could trust what we say. And this idea of not swearing an oath, um, in biblical times, you would swear by, um, swear by God's name that actually you were going to do something. And if you did that, you absolutely had to follow it through. Um, and people were getting a bit anxious about this. So they started by swearing on other things around. So not actually swearing on God's name, but maybe swearing on the temple or the money in the temple or something. And so they were trying to get themselves a, a get out of my oath free card, I think, by lessening the impact. And so it became a bit more wishy-washy. And then people weren't following through. They weren't... Um, uh, honouring what they said they were honour, which is why I think Jesus makes the point about don't make oaths, just say yes and no and let them be yes and no. 
And also, um, I think when we speak the truth, I think there's something in, you know, we need to be honouring of other people. So if someone tells us a secret, we need to keep it a secret. And we not need to sharing it for prayer, which is that lovely Christian way, isn't it? I'm just going to share this with you for prayer purposes. Actually, sometimes it might be that you need to do that for specific reasons. But you would need to hint that you were telling the, the person that that was the case. Um, certainly, if there were any safeguarding concerns, you would have to pass on information um, to the correct people. So you wouldn't be able to keep that confidential. But... If someone shares something with you, we need to be honouring of that person. And it's very easy, you know, and we all like to know information, don't we? We all like to be included in things. Um, but actually, we need to be really honouring and, and keep secrets. Yeah. yeah. In Ephesians 4, verse 15, it says, speak the truth in love. And that's something we really must bear in mind. It, it's very easy to speak the truth, but sometimes it can be very hurtful to people. And you need to... You need to be um, gracious and not be rude to people, but just really understand um, honesty is, is essential, but you need to be careful the way you, you speak. And sometimes we, <coughs> we do have to confront, but only in love. Definitely hate confrontation. I said, I hate confrontation. I don't yeah. like it, so I'd rather avoid it. But sometimes it is necessary, and we have to do it with the best intentions. Okay, so we've had um, having uh, integrity of life and integrity of words, and now we move on to integrity of heart. So um, this is your bit. Oh. <coughs> <laughs> so there are... <coughs> several passages here that we can um, look at. Matthew 22, verse 16, it says, Teacher, the Pharisees said, we know you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by men because you pay no attention to who they are. And that's, uh, that's just a reminder to treat everyone the same regardless of who they are. And, um, and it's very easy in our society not to do that. And, uh, and we need to remember that we're all equal in the sight of God. So we need to be real by repenting. So real is an acronym. Repenting. Keep short accounts with God. If you, if you have made a mistake, which I make them all the time, then you just need to pray and repent of your sins. Okay, so E is for enjoying God's favour. So we are so blessed that we live in post-resurrection world and uh, God offers us forgiveness freely. No matter what we've done, there's nothing that can separate us from his love. There's nothing we can do or say that would separate us. And so we can come when we, we make mistakes and we come to him in forgiveness. We know that we can be forgiven and we can enjoy God's favour because we can move on uh, knowing that he still loves us and that we've got another chance and you know being human we're always going to make mistakes so uh yes it's great that we can confidently know that we live in god's favor if we are forgiven so in psalm 78 verse 72 it says david shepherded them with integrity of heart so true integrity is when our lives our words and our hearts are all in alignment 
Integrity is doing the right thing even when no one is watching. So the A of real is aiming high. Aim to live life with integrity at all times, always striving for the best. And uh, the, the last part of that, the L, is living by the Spirit. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. We can't do this on our own. And actually, um, we need our hearts to be transformed by his love. Um, but the good news is that they can be. So it's not, it's not a hopeless situation at all. We're never going to make it on our own. So we need uh, God's assistance. And by his Holy Spirit, uh, we can access that. And the Holy Spirit lives in us if we you know, if we're Christians. So it's good news all around, really. Um, and I think it doesn't come automatically, does it, integrity? No. It's something to be worked at, to be honed, and um, trusting for God's transformation, really. But he will do it. We will get there in the end. And um, I think you when know. you're in different situations, you learn, don't you? And Absolutely. Work out Life experience yeah. teaches you a lot. The best thing to do is... So the challenge is to live with our whole lives surrendered to the Lordship of Christ. John Stott said, when Jesus is Lord of our beliefs, opinions, ambitions, standards, values, and lifestyle, then we are integrated Christians. Then integrity marks our life. Only when he is Lord do we become whole. And that's a challenge, actually. Um, yeah. That's a huge challenge, I think, to us. It's not easy, but it is something that we should strive for. So, uh, thank you. Uh, that comes uh, with a short and sweet talk today. Um, but we do have questions to go into our small groups and to discuss. And actually, through discussion, hopefully, um, we'll glean a bit more. Um, so, if you know which small group that you want to be in, or you, that you are in, sorry... <laughs> <laughs> you can't change <laughs> groups, it's too late. If you know which small group you are already in, then um, that's fine. If, you, if you're new and, or you don't know your group, then come and see me and we'll put you somewhere. Sorry, losing the plot entirely today. So um, anyway, thank you for listening. Oh, there's a question. Oh, the welcome group. Oh, yes, if you're new, Becky, would you like to stand up, please, so we can all see you? If you're new this morning, Becky at the back is a welcome group leader, so see her and um, she'd love to sit and chat with you as well okay we have questions there are lots of questions 